Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed and cannot be cursed. Do you believe that? I want you to say this after me. This is who I am. By the blood of Jesus Christ. I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally blessed. And cannot be cursed. So shall it be. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, cost, costless shall not come. You are blessed and you cannot be cursed. Every tongue raising against you in judgment is condemned. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say with me, shut the door. Say it again, shut the door. That's the theme of our fast this year. And that's what we'll be dealing with. We'll be on this journey all throughout this month. Shut the door. What do you mean to shut the door? What are the doors that must be shut? Praise God. Why should I shut the door? We'll be talking about all these things. God bless my dad, Bishop Mike. Somebody say, God bless daddy. I mean, he took us through a great journey this morning. Talk about the ear gate, the eye gate, the mouth gate. These are the inroads the enemy comes in. You all know I've been telling us here, there are no casual words. No casual words. No, Pastor, she said this morning, oh, I, I, I am kidding. No, there's nothing like that. Listen to me. Joshua, when he conquered and defeated Jericho, right? He placed a curse on that city, right? The word went out that will be to whoever that will be rebuild this city. He said he will lay the foundation with his first son, not first child, first son, and he will do the complete the gate with the last son. Joshua grew old and died, but that word did not die. That word remained because word is life, word is active. You don't just speak because you want to speak. The moment is released from your mouth, it's released. The only thing that counter the word is using another, a superior word. You are a speaking being. You are the image of God, the Bible told us, right? Let's start from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, quickly. Somebody says, shut the door. Genesis 1. One to three. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God said, and God saw, praise God, in verse 4, and God said, and God saw the light that it was good. I was talking about Joshua and Jericho. Joshua said, the man that we rebuild the city, we lay the foundation of the city with his first son. The, and complete the gate with the last son. Joshua grew old and died. But the world did not die. Down the road, fast forward, the man that came to build it, the world killed the first son and killed the last born. That's the world. So you don't just open your mouth. We rule. We are like God. We rule and reign through the power of our mouth. The power of our mouth. You create. Because everything God created was the word. Hebrews 1.3 told us. He uphold all things with the words of his power, right? The word that we see physically, W-O-R-L-D, was not made by the things that are seen. But by what is not seen? The word. You create your environment. You create your life. Your word. With what? What proceeds from your mouth. So how do we shut the door? What are the doors we are meant to shut? Literally mean, meaning to shut the door means to close that door. To deny access to. Praise God. Somebody said deny access to. You deny access. The devil access to your life. You deny the enemy access to your fruitfulness. Access to your blessing. Access to your family. You said this far you cannot go. You can't cross this line Satan. You are shutting the door. Let me borrow the word of my dad this morning. You see, when God created everything, He created. How did He create the what He made? By His word. He spoke them into existence, right? The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God, right? Which means that God, there is nothing evil or bad from Him. But the question is verse 2. I've preached this many times. Because God also have challenges. Remember when we say prophesy. That message. Go and pick it up. Because that is in line with this theme. Because I was studying this theme. I discovered that this theme is in line with that message. Prophesy. Speak. Declare. So go to our podcast. And listen to it. 
God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Which means that everything that God made was glorious. Because God is glorious, right? Was glorious. No mess, no mistake. But look at verse 2. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. How did it happen? Where did it come from? The Bible said, when men were asleep, an enemy came and planted what? The tires. How did it happen? We were talking about time, right? Talking about revelation. God has made promises to you. You are counting. It's not coming. Then what do you say? Like the Sunday school class we're dealing with from promise to manifestation. That's where the problem lies. When you have said in Jesus' name, you have made a demand. And Jesus told us that whatever thing you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified. Whatever means what? Whatever. It's a blank check. You have fasted, you have prayed, you have asked. Nothing is happening. So what do you do? What do you do? And that's why many of us will miss it. We join force with the enemy unknowingly. The Bible said if two of you shall touch and agree on anything on earth, it shall be done, right? Two of you. He didn't say, oh, you and your husband or you and your wife or you and your brother or sister. Two of you. Now, if you have asked anything, it's not happening. And you, the devil mounted on your shoulder. Remember Matthew chapter 4? He took, the devil mounted on the shoulder of Jesus. If Jesus was tempted, what about you? And he starts speaking to you. Are you sure God loves you? Do you, are you, do you think God really mean it? If indeed God loves you, why have a prayer no answer? You say, it is true. You have now shifted company. You have left God, abandoned him. You have joined to the camp of the enemy. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That's what is happening to us. God bless our Father and the Lord for this teaching, for this text, for this theme. God did not say we should discuss with the enemy. God said rebuke him and he will flee. That's what Jesus told us. My dad was saying this morning, look at it, that verse 2, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. You didn't hear God say, oh, an enemy or Satan or devil did this. Did you call any name? Verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering 
over the face of the waters. As I will borrow my father's word, that said this morning, if in every darkness there is light. In every darkness there's what? Light. It depends on what you are seeing. Darkness, everything, the nature said there's darkness everywhere. And the spirit of God was hovering over the place of the deep. God did not join forces with the devil, be in agreement to start speaking what is happening. Oh, this place. I thought I created this thing. You know, now this place is formless. There's no hope. There is no, he didn't say so. Verse 3, what happened? Then God said, let there be light. He shut the door against the enemy. I said, to shut the door is to deny access. He did not permit the enemy. He did not give the enemy access. Many are giving the enemy access. It ends today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. He shut the door against the enemy. He called for light from the darkness. Isn't that what happened? I say you are a speaking being. You, myself, we are what? Speaking being. We are God's own image. We function, we exist, and we operate like God. We rule and reign. He said, rule thou in the midst of the enemy. We rule through our words. Praise God. God said, let there be light. You shut the door against the enemy through the words of your mouth. By declaring what God says to your circumstance, to your situation. Praise God. You say what God says. You speak the desired result. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of every contradictory evidence, you clear your mouth and say, the meat barrel is full. Thank you, Lord, for abundance in this house. Thank you, Father, for every need is met, every bill is paid. That's how to shut the door. You don't analyze it. No. You speak life. You speak health. Oh, this your migraine. Excuse me. Oh, this arthritis. Excuse me. Matthew eight seventeen. Himself took all. He took and bore. I told us here. For, forgive the language. He took and bore. To took is what is taking. To bore is to carry away. You know what I'm saying? So he took 
and bore. So he took it from us and carried it away. So he stuck, carried it away. Why did he say it's yours? Yes, yes. Praise God. So this is what it means to shut the door. Deny access to the enemy. Close the door against the enemy. The entrance, the inroad that is half to you. Listen to me. Park Kenneth Hagin of Blessed Memory. He said, I cannot stop birds from flying over my roof, over my head. I can't stop the birds flying over my head. But I can there is what I can do. I can stop the bear from perching on my head and nesting on my head. Right? You cannot stop thoughts coming to you. Because the battlefield is your heart, your thought, your mind, the soul. That's where the battle is. And that is why the Bible told us to do what? To renew our mind with the world. Renew your mind what? With the world. With the world. With the world. With the world. The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. The world. In term, we believe that what the word of God cannot give to us, number one, it does not exist. Number two, we don't need it. Because the word created all things we are seeing. You see, head or tail, we win. Dad always tells us that there's no hopelessness and helplessness with the child of God. There is no fatal fall for a child of God. When the righteous fall seven times, seven times what? He arise. Micah said, so rejoice not at me over my enemy because I fall. That's not the end. It's just like a, a sharp corner on your road you are traveling. Is that the end of the road? When I fall, I'll rise again. When you fall, what do you do? You do, do you say, no, stand up, pick yourself, clean up and keep moving. Because... Failure is not failure because you fail. Failure is a failure. When you fail, you refuse to get up and keep going. The electricity we are enjoying today, the guy that discovered electricity, they asked him the question, how many times he failed? He said he didn't fail. He just discovered it, it, that's not the way to do it. If he has given up, will we be enjoying electricity today? You don't know what you are carrying. I always tell us in this house that it's beyond you. It is beyond you. It's more than you. Do you know how many that are waiting on you to impart their lives, to touch their life, to transform their lives? You don't even know what you are carrying. It's beyond you. And that's why you must not give up. That's why you must not stop believing and trusting him. Glory to God. Somebody says, shut the door. You shut the door against the enemy. That are going, we're going to be dealing with different areas you shut the door at. But the door starts with your thought, your mind. 
what you allow into your mind. I told us, you know, I told us in this house, whoever and whatever controls your heart controls your life. You know what I'm saying? Whoever and whatever controls your heart controls your mind. And that is the reason why when the Lord revealed this to me, we start praying the prayer we are praying. Holy Ghost, arrest every heart. Bring conviction and conversion to every heart. Bring change and transformation to every heart. The society is not in a vacuum. Be it the American society, the Nigerian society, whatever society. The society is made of people. Right? The society is made of people. And the people that lives in the society, what determines what's going on in the society is determined by what is in the heart of the people. You know what I'm saying? What is in the heart of the people? Whatever, whoever is controlling the heart of the people is seen in the society. Manifesting through violence, manifesting through corruption, manifesting through hate, manifesting through diverse, because that is what is in the heart. Out of the abundance is in the heart, it must speak. For as he tinkered in his heart, so he is. You cannot differentiate yourself from what you, who you are in your heart, what your heart is carrying. That is the reason why the beginning, the first place to start is to shut the door against the enemy over your heart, over your mind, over your thought, over your emotion. Praise God. Shut the door. Somebody says, shut the door. You only permit the word in your heart. You only permit the word of God in your heart. Praise God. You don't permit the enemy in your heart. No. Romans chapter 8, chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2. Oh, let's start from 1. Let's start from verse 1. The beginning is to shut the door against the enemy from your heart. You're going to give me... going to read it, uh, yeah, the Amplified Classic. Then I'll read it in Living Bible. I'm going to pull Living Bible. I will read there. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies. Decisive. Somebody say intentional. intentional. You are the one. It's your choice. Decisive dedication of your bodies. Presenting all your members and faculties. All your members your heart, your thought, your emotion. You understand what I'm saying? Your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your lips, your tongue, every part of you. 
as a living sacrifice. Holy, devoted, consecrated. That consecrated means totally set apart for God. Well pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Verse 2. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, this age. Fashion after and adapt to its external superficial customs. Don't just want to be like them. Don't let the standard of the world to be your standard, to control you. But be transformed. To transform means to be changed. By the entire renewal of your mind. Entirely. The totality of your mind. Renew of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Can we give me TPT of verse 1 and 2? TPT. Verse 1 and 2, please. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? Because Christianity is about us responding to God's love. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you catch the revelation, here comes the revelation of what God has done for you. Everything you do... Is in response, appreciation to what he has done. Because when you know what he has done for you, the heaviness of God's love for you, the heaviness of his sacrifice, the heaviness of his mercy, you will in return respond to him with your sacrifice, with your love. You understand what I'm saying? You can go extra mile for God in obeying Obedient to him is all in response to him. Praise God. He said, proper response, be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies. We quote it, it is of his mercies that were not consumed. How many of us mean it? What's the proof that you mean that it's of his mercy you are not consumed? Praise God. You see, I'm taking my time because this is a long journey we are doing. Because this will eternally transform our lives. Our lifestyle, the way we think, the way we reason, and the way we see life, the way we talk will be eternally transformed. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred. You see it again? He's sacred. Because if you know you are sacred to God, there are things you don't get yourself involved with. There are companies you don't keep. There are places you don't go. Don't be sacred. You are holy, set apart for him. He 
His sacred living sacrifice. Do you see that? You are his sacred living sacrifice. So it's no more about you. It's not your life. It's no more what you want. Remember Matthew 24. Is it 24? When Jesus was at the garden of Gethsemane. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I think verse 46, if I'm not mistaken. That's it. It got to be his will. Because we are no longer our own. Do you know why you are no more your, for living for you? Because you have been purchased. When you purchase things, the car we are driving was at the mat, right? You got the, the, how much is this car? You put down the money you pay. And they gave you receipt. And you drove away with the key, right? So, the car dealer, do they have anything to do with the car? Did they tell you where you go and where you don't go? Did they tell you where you park it? Whatever you use. Did they tell you who you, do you carry? Why? They don't more have authority over the car. It's no longer their own, it's yours. Much more than the car. You are no more your own. You belong to God. He purchased you with his blood. Amen. Let me tell you this. The other day I was talking with my wife. She made a statement. I said, well, thank God. I married you. You are my wife. I owe you I owe all you have. Yeah, it's fast as that. Praise God. You understand what I'm saying? So now, God purchased us with his blood, right? So we belong to him. We are no more our own. You understand what I'm saying? So everything we do now is to please him. It's for him. Praise God. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. All that what delights his heart. It is his good pleasure. It is what pleases him. It is what, how do you feel about this? That's our concern. It's not to please ourselves. Because most of all, we are living, whether God like it or not, it's my life, it's my life, I got to live it. Excuse me? I live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. This is what worship is. Worship is not just when you come to church, you're emotional, you're tearing out. But you step out of the church, you're your boss, so anything you like, you do. No. Worship is wholesome. The totality of my existence, my time, my talent, my resources. You understand what I'm saying? It's the totality of my being. Whether Pastor Fred there is there in the house or not. He is there. Pastor Fred didn't die for you. Pastor Fred is running his race. You understand what I'm saying? Glory to God. Verse 2. Verse 2. Stop limiting the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Stop imitating. Thank you. Stop what? Imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. 
this, the culture. But inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. How do you reform yourself? It's through the word. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. By the renewing of your mind through the word. Let me read Living Bible for us. You have Living Bible. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Do you see the, the kind he will find acceptable? Yes, coming again because it's not about you. It's about him. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. Do you see that? Anything that flies, you want to be like the Joneses. They are the ones that are supposed to be like you. Somebody says, shut the door. He's telling us that shut the door to all this. The way they speak, the way they dress, shut the door to them. Don't copy. He's telling you shut the door to their behavior, to their character, the slangs they speak you don't even know about. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Praise God. Somebody says, shut the door. You shut the door to the adversary. You shut the door to the enemy. Praise God. So, God, in Genesis chapter 1, where we were, he shut the door to the enemy, right? So, how to gain control of our thought, of our emotion, of our heart? You shut down. My dad talked about the, the three gates. The eye, the ear, and the mouth. They are the ones that fill the heart. What you see, what you hear, and what you speak. You understand what I'm saying? Because this field, your environment, that's what the Bible, well, that's why we read this Romans chapter 12. Your environment. We create the image in your heart. And you develop. It becomes your thoughts. And the thought becomes your actions. But you have to shut the door against those things. You don't open up yourself to those things. We're going to pick it up from here. We, we take a leaf from God, the foundation. Genesis, let's go back to that Genesis chapter 1 again. In the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was covering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Praise God. God never opened his mouth to speak about the enemy. God never opened his mouth to speak how bad the circumstance and the situation is. You are not to talk or discuss with the enemy what the enemy is doing. Because the moment you do that, you are giving voice to the enemy. You are in agreement with him. If two shall touch and agree. But then you have left God. You have abandoned God. You have not joined the camp of the enemy. I rebuke that in Jesus name. What are we supposed to do? You rebuke the enemy. You understand what I'm saying? You rebuke the enemy. You understand what I'm saying? When you rebuke, he will proceed no further. You speak, you declare what God says. That's why I said go and pick that message, prophesy. You speak the answer, the solution. You speak the desired result. It is since that message I come at every city is filled. I thank God for men and women from every tongue, tribe, and nation. You understand what I'm saying? And that was saying this morning, you come here. Ah, nobody did this church. Who told you? You don't speak. Ah, Pastor, are you saying we should not say the fat? That is a fat now. The fat is not the truth. The truth is what God says. The truth is what God says. So you speak answer. You speak solution. Somebody says shut the door. Shut the door. Somebody, something happened to, to you. You say, oh, see me see trouble. <laughs> Excuse me? You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. You are translated into the kingdom of the son. Where is the trouble? Or your daughter or your son. You just said, I don't want to use my anointed mouth to speak. You, you brought the person forth. They misbehave. The Bible said foolishness abound in the heart of every child. Right? But you speak what you want. Your seed, your seed, the seed of the righteous is blessed. They are taught of the Lord and they are mighty on earth. You speak and declare the word to them. Because the word will transform them. The word will change them in the name of Jesus. Amen. You don't call them they are, what the, the, the enemy is lying to you that say they are.
Somebody says, shut the door. You see, we have to know this so that this will become our lifestyle, our pattern. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus in Mark chapter 4. After feeding the people, right? They said, let's go over to the other side. He went, he was lying on the pillow and he was sleeping, right? And there was heavy storm, right? Heavy storm in the sea. Do you notice that the storm, as fearsome as it was, could not wake up Jesus? Do you notice that? The only thing that woke Jesus up was a voice of his own. God is not too busy not to hear your voice. And what happened? Did he start abusing the people? You foolish Olodo, you this, you that. No. What did he do? He rebuked the storm. He's teaching us. Every action Jesus take, took was showing us how to live the kingdom life on earth. John chapter 17, he said, they are in the world, they are not of the world. Paul writing Romans, what we read, because we, don't, we are not in the world, we don't function by the world system and culture. Praise the Lord. So this is it. He's telling us how to live the kingdom life on earth. Somebody says, shut the door. You speak the word. You declare what God says. You declare your solution, your answer, what you want in that situation. I remember how to be in line with the word of God. Praise God. Like I said last Wednesday, it has to be the heart and the mouth connection. That is why I say renew your heart with the word. You renew your heart with what? With the word. We're going to pause it here. We'll pick it up next Sunday. Somebody says, shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. We will talk all the things you need to shut the door to. Hosea 4, 6. Hosea 4, 6. Give it to me, then we'll pray. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Do you see that? Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. The Bible didn't say here because the enemy is too powerful, though, right? Did it say so? What brings about defeat is ignorance. So we are going to shut the door against ignorance. Not knowing. Every distraction. The moment you, you can read voluminous book, fiction, somebody's imagination. That's leading you nowhere. You can watch how many series 
on Netflix. You can sit down in one place and chat and chat and chat. You stay on our social media before you know it's five hours is gone. They carry the Bible to read. The first thing in the verse one. Um, right? Or lead down to pray. The next thing is. But the same you. You were on the social media for hours. You were watching series on the television. That is the enemy in action. You have to shut the door to those things. Shut the door to distractions. Anything that does not enrich you spiritually is an enemy. It's a distraction. You shut the door against it. Why is it that all this why no phone call is coming? Now you say you want to read the Bible or you want to pray. The phones are coming in. It's a distraction. You shut the door to it. And not only that, you rebuke the enemy because he doesn't want you to be filled. If your heart, my dad called our heart, our spiritual magazine, any marine guy, let him carry the most powerful assault rifle, Right? If the magazine is empty, he is what? He's a miss me to the enemy. You know what I'm saying? You got to get something on the inside of you. And it cannot come if you don't spend time in and with the word of God. So I want you to open your mouth. Begin to shut the door against every distraction that are signed. To distract you from reading the Bible, spending time with the Holy Spirit, spending time. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.